Well, grab a hold of your Bible because that's why you're here, right? All right, some of you guys are here for baptisms. Okay, we're going to get to that too. But grab a hold of your Bible and uh, we're going to get to Matthew. So we're in a series in Matthew. It's called More and More Jesus. More and More Jesus. We've been looking all year at wanting more and more of God's power and presence in our life. And so More and More Jesus is what we've titled this Easter uh, series. Now, we're celebrating Easter. I've already said it, resurrection, right? And uh, celebration. But we're, studying, uh, we're also celebrating or, or uh, coming together on Good Friday. And that's more of a time of reflection uh, of his crucifixion. A painful death. A death for you, a death for me. So we have victory, but we also have sacrifice. And I think the baptisms today is going to show you that. There's a sacrifice. People are coming up here in front of other people and getting baptized, getting dunked. You're like, this is foolishness. What is happening? It's a picture. It's an identification with God's sacrifice. He died for us, and he rose in victory over sin and death for us. And we're identifying with him. If you've been saved in Jesus Christ, if you accepted the forgiveness he's already given, forgiveness is for everyone. You just have to take it. You're like, hey, I want that. Right? Okay, you can have it. He wants to forgive you. You're like, well, I'm not sure I'm a sinner. Well, that's a different issue. Okay, I can't get into that right now. Right? But if you believe you're a sinner, then you need a Savior, and Jesus is that Savior. All right? They're going to testify to that. It's going to be awesome. The crucifixion, the celebration, it's all going to be there. Um, But I want to, we're in the second week of our series. Last week was B. Uh, I wanted it to be memorable. And my wife's a school teacher, so she's like, if you want it memorable, you've got to have a prop. Okay, here you go. I want it to be memorable, right? You remember this? What does this stand for? Okay, good. Well, we got because, we got believe, we got, we got confusion. It's good. We've got to make it clear. All right, so there's uh, uh, five letters, okay? I'm going to be teaching on each one of them. This is last week. This is this week. Okay, wait, 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 wait. B is for birth and baptism, okay? Birth and baptism, two significant events in the life of Christ. Birth and baptism, okay? That's B. That was last week. You can listen to that online if you like, but right now i got to keep rolling. Can I get it? Oh, I did. All right, now. But I also said because it want, I want it to be memorable, I wanted to give you an acrostic, right? Like a, like a, a, a phrase so you could remember the whole series. So because, you said it, Joel, that's right. Because people matter, God reconciles. Because you, people, matter to God, what he does, he reconciles you. Because people matter, God reconciles. I want to say it together, okay? Because people matter, God reconciles. All right. I'm into sports. Okay, you guys be the B, you guys be the P, you guys be the M. Okay, we're going to come back over here. No, we're going to do it like the wave, and then we'll come back. Okay, you guys be the G, you guys be the, what's the last one? R, okay, okay. So, so we're going to go, because people matter, God reconciles. Okay, we got it? You guys got it? It's like the wave. Do you need to stand when you say it? No, just kidding. Calisthenics at church. We're just trying to wake you up. All right. You ready? 
I'm not going to say it with you. You guys are the smallest section. Man, these guys are beating you. You guys have twice as, five times as many people. Okay, try it again. One more time, one more time, one more time. If I flip it, it will confuse you. Oh, man, I won't flip it then. Okay, ready, ready? You need to know that. I mean, you just flat out need to know that. Because you matter so much to him. He loves you so much. What he did is he, he has a plan. He's going to reconcile you. You're like, where do I see that? Let me just read it for you from 2 Corinthians. I'm just going to read it for you real quick, and then we got to move on. But I said this last week. This will be probably the last week I'll read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and following. Now let me read it for you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses, that sins, against them. That's good news. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm reading, you're like all like, oh, dude, he's reading. Like, but like, I'm not, I like break out. Like, I'm off! Right, like, I mean, I'm reading that, I can't even be quiet. So if you're listening, you're thinking about the words, right? Like, like seriously, he's like, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sin against them. Yes! And entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. He's like, yeah, I'm going to reconcile some people. And once I reconcile you, you have the message too, go spread it. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Do you know what an ambassador is? Just get that picture in your head. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God through Jesus, right? For our sake, he made Jesus, him, to be sin who knew no sin. Jesus wasn't a sinner until he had our sin on him. So that in Jesus, in him, we might become the righteousness of God. I mean, that's good news. And we now have the ministry of reconciliation. That is good news. All right, so I got to get to the next one. So how many of you guys read Matthew 8 through 14? You've been reading Matthew 8 through 14? Oh, I got a couple. Okay, it's getting slim now. All right, so just try to read along with us. One chapter a day. We're in chapter 15 tomorrow, okay? Chapter 14 today. But there are so many significant events in the life of Jesus in chapters fourteen through, uh, in chapters eight through fourteen, that I couldn't pick two. Like, I, if you read it, you're like, "What is he gonna do?" Rejection at Nazareth—that's pretty significant. That's the worst one, right? But you know, unbelief is a thing. No, 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 no. Feeding the five thousand—I mean, I got a list. I'll read it for you in a second. But like. Okay, I was like, I can't even pick one. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to I focus on two products, okay, two products, deliverables, byproducts, two products of Jesus' life and ministry. And they start with, guess what? 
P. Two products of Jesus' life and ministry. Two products, you might find them in your life, maybe, if you want them, of Jesus' life and ministry. Okay? So, P. P is for, oh, it did. P is for power and peace. You just prayed for people to have power and peace. Right? We're going to study that. Power and peace. Power and peace. And I would just say they come through prayer. Power and peace come through prayer. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Let me read for, uh, for you from Matthew 8, verse 23. Matthew 8, verse 23. There's so many miracles here. There's so many healings. There's so many. I'll, I'll get to it in a second, but look at this. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Good idea? Follow Jesus? Even if he gets in a boat? What if you don't like boats? What if you don't like the situation Jesus is putting you in? You still follow him? His disciples got in the boat. I think that's a good thing. It's just to get that right there, okay? They got in the boat. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea. And the boat was being swamped by the waves. Now, can you, like, swamp? The word swamped. Are you thinking the people in the boat are wet? Yes or no? Yes? No. Okay? Ready? Are the people on the boat swamped? Not sure? (laughs) It's like, if it's swamped, they're wet. No, is this like the flume ride at Violet Fair where, like, two people get wet and the other two don't? Because that's lame. That, I can't describe that as swamped. No, maybe from what, maybe Matthew was soaking wet and he's like, it's swamped. Right? I don't know. But like, I'm thinking they're all wet. That's what I'm thinking. When I read it, I'm like swamped, I'm like all wet. All right, okay, just so we're all clear. But he was asleep. Who's he? Jesus. Jesus sleeping wet. Now it's weird. Because I get wet, I wake up. When I was a kid, there's some reasons that I got wet. And I woke up. Then mom was changing the sheets. But I'm just telling you, if you're wet, you're waking up. What kind of sleep is Jesus in? What kind of REM is that? Does Jesus think he's going to die today? No, he does not. I knew that was going to happen. It'll happen again, don't worry. Because I'm going to pound on that thing again. I think this is astounding. That Jesus can be sleeping through a flat out storm where fishermen have to wake him up and say, we're going to die. But that will show you how God wants you to live your life. Unfazed by the world. Unfazed by the storm. Unfazed by the tumult. Unfazed by the water. Unfazed by everything. Because I know God loves me, and it doesn't matter. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy good. Okay, verse 25. And they went and woke him up, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. Now, I think that's a great thing to ask Jesus. Okay? If you're here and you've never asked Jesus to save you because you're perishing, do it today. I'm just going to say that out loud. Okay? Do it today. God, I'm sinking. I'm a sinner And I'm drowning in my sin, and I need to be saved. Now, that's not bad. 
You could start there. That's a good prayer to pray to the Lord. Okay? Now, these guys are scared out of their mind. And they're like, save us! Lord! We're going to die! And he got up and he like said, peace be still, right? Is that what he did? Keep reading. I like to read the Bible. You like to read the Bible? This is the holy word of God. Okay. So, and he, and he said to them, so he's like, still laying there? Or? Yeah, he's still laying there. Soaking wet. And he says to them, why are you afraid? Like, guys, really? Oh, you have little faith. If you think I'm God, and you think God loves us, then why are you worried about dying right now? He didn't even get up. It would take a while to get out of that kind of sleep. <laughs> Can you get your head around this? The peace that Jesus has in that moment, where they're like going nuts, is astounding. Then he rose. After he said all that, hey guys, don't worry. Don't be afraid. God's in control. Okay? Don't have little faith. Get a lot of faith, right? Then he rose and he rebuked the wind and the sea. He told the wind, stop. He told the sea, still. And it happened. And there was a great calm. Now, if you were with Jesus as a disciple, what would you be thinking? Woo! For reals? Like, what just happened? I'd be like, surely you're the Son of God. Like, this is crazy. And they marveled saying, what sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? That's the point. Power. What sort of guy is this guy that even the wind and the waves obey him? He says, stop. They say, okay. He says, still. They say, how long? That's power. I don't know if you have that power or not. Yesterday, I was uh, emptying the trailer to get a backup speaker because we didn't have sound last week. And, you know, then I noticed they had a flat tire. And so I was like, all right, I'll just empty everything. And I'm putting it in the parking lot at Creative Stars Academy where we, and I'm like, I hope it doesn't rain, right? And I hope nobody takes my stuff while I'm filling these up, right? <laughs> all right, our stuff. And uh, so I'm like, what do I do? So I call my wife. I'm like, could you stop by and just look at this stuff while <laughs> And I'm driving away with the trailer, and it starts raining. And I'm like, what? Has it rained all day? <laughs> I even asked you, didn't I? On the way there, I was like, is there any rain in the forecast? No, it doesn't look clear. And it started raining. Do you think I had the power to be like, Stop. Do not do that. You might be surprised at the answer. Uh, yes, I did have the power. Why? Because of Jesus. So I immediately went to prayer. 
See, you're going to see these things in prayer. I immediately went to prayer and said, Jesus, this is your equipment. If you want to rain, rain. If you want dry, dry it out, right? And it wasn't immediate. I had to kind of sit in that for a little bit, test my faith a little bit. But I was over there filling up with air in the tire, and guess what? Sun came out, got kind of warm. Wanted to take my jacket off. I'm like, all right, God, I love you. Rain or shine, I love you. Right? And that's it. Here's the point. Jesus' power provides fuel for my faith. When I read stories like this of what God can do, and then I hear Eric testify, hey, you know what, Jesus is the only one that could die, but he also said, you will do works like me. If you read the chapters, he gave the authority to his disciples to cast out demons, right? To raise the dead. What? To heal the sick. He gave them the power to do that. And he will give us the power to do that. Have you ever asked him? Like, really? Like, now it's like getting real. Have you ever asked him, Hey, Jesus, I would like the power to follow you, to do what you do, to be your hands and feet. I think we go to church and we kind of play church and we kind of think like, ah, we've arrived. I got saved when I was 16. That was cool. I got baptized when I was 30. That was a good save after a long time. And uh, you know what? A couple years ago I got baptized in the Spirit. That's cool. And it's like, that's a new power. That's a new presence of God. That's something I hadn't experienced before. And I'm like, what is this? So let's not play church. I don't think I've arrived. I don't think I'm done. I'm asking for more today. We're going to get in there. I'm going to baptize a couple people, and that's great. But you know what you should be asking for? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't even have to get wet. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, that comes from Jesus. He'll soak you with the Holy Spirit, with Him, with God. That's what we want. Because when you're soaked with God, you can go out there and your hands are going to be like, be healed. You're like, dude, you're talking fairy tale stuff. Yeah, well, are you reading the Bible I'm reading? That is fairy tale stuff. That's the best mo- movie I've ever seen. Right there. I mean, they make up the multiverse or whatever and blah, blah, blah. You read this. Everything, everything they try to copy, everything they try to do in Hollywood, it's like right from here. It's already been done. This is the best book in all of history, and it's God's word. And God says, I'm powerful, and I'll share my power with you. That fuels my faith. That makes me want to go put my hand on somebody and say, be healed. Now, whether they're healed or not, I believe they can be, and I'm going to keep doing that. All right. Ask God to forgive your sins because of the work of Jesus, and he'll bring you peace. So that's the second point. Now, flip over a couple pages. We're going to get to chapter 11. Now, 
you're going to see, you see peace in all over this thing. You'll see peace all over. But this passage in particular, this is the clearest I can show you peace. Okay, so I'm going to start in verse 25 because there's a prayer. Mind you that. Did I say prayer? Prayer. Whew, prayer. Okay, there's a prayer there. At that time, Jesus declared, praying to God the Father, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. I guess that makes me a little kid then, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm not wise or understanding, but I'm a kid. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son... Now, if it just stopped there, that's like going like this. Father, son, father, son, father, son, father, son. But look what he does. He wants to get you in the circle. He's like, hey, father, son, father, son, father, son. We know each other really good. Like, we're the same. Three in one. That's how good they know each other. Right? All right, now, now and then he's like, hey, 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 but we want to get you in the circle. Uh, no one knows the father except the son and, and, and. That's a good hand. And anyone who, to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Has Jesus chosen to reveal the Father to you? Has Jesus done enough on the cross to show you God loves you? Like he's shown you. He revealed it. If you look, it's there and see it. God loves you. I died for you. You can be forgiven and free. I love that. Jesus chooses to reveal himself. Well, he did. Here's what he says. Peace, 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 peace. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. How many of us are religious and we're working hard to be good? How many of us are weary trying to do it in our own strength? That's who he's talking to. He's like, yeah, that Old Testament religion, you don't need that anymore. Put my yoke on you. Put the New Testament yoke on you. Put the grace yoke on you. Let's pull together and I'll be the main puller. <laughs> Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Peace. Take my yoke, my teaching upon you, and learn from me. Study under me. Let me be your rabbi, is what he's saying to them. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I just felt flooded as I read that. You will find rest for your souls. How restless is our soul? How restless are we most times? And Jesus says, don't, don't, don't be afraid. Why do you have so little faith? My Father loves you. If you're dying today, it's because God wants you home. It's not because he hates you. It's not because he's punishing you. None of that. We get weird and twisted in our head. Oh, God must be punishing people. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, those three verses, 
Matthew 11, 28 through 30, doesn't just wash peace over you. Nothing will. When God invites you to that kind of relationship, hey, get in the circle. My father and I, we love each other perfectly. You want to come in? Yeah, come on in. Let's go. We're going to keep loving. You just get in the middle. Come on. I want in. I'm taking that. So here it is. Second point. Jesus' peace provides rest for my soul. Now, all these people were healed in chapters 8 through 14. He cleansed the leper. He healed the paralyzed, the suffering. He healed the sick of a fever, right? It was uh, Paul's, uh, uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law, right? Many oppressed by demons were set free. Many. Doesn't even give a number. Healed many who were sick. Matter of fact, like everybody who came to Jesus basically got healed. That's crazy. He calms the storm. We just talked about that. He heals two men with demons, casts them out. Uh, he, paralyzed, uh, he, he healed the paralytic. He, he also said he forgave him of his sins. Everybody was uptight about that. Only God forgives sins. Yeah, that's because Jesus is God. Foo phones. Okay? He, he healed this woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years on the way to raise this girl from the dead. When he went in to raise her from the dead, the people laughed at him. They still did it. Two blind men were healed. Demon oppressed and mute man was, the demon was cast out and he was healed. Then he gave the disciples authority to do these things, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. Just in case we were wondering if you can have the power. And then he heals a man with a withered hand. It's like this, and then it's like this. That's astounding. Many followed him, and he healed them too. The demon-oppressed man, who was blind and mute, he healed him. He feeds 5,000 people with five loaves. Those are big loaves. And two fish. Must have been whales. You can't explain this stuff away. He walks on water, and not only that, he commands Peter... Because he says, if that's you, God, have me come on the water too. He's like, come. It's me. He could have just said it's me. But he's like, come. We'll play your game. Peter walks on water. He stops the wind and the waves again. And then at the end, he, he has these sick people in this place called Gennesaret, where he was before, and they told him to go away. Well, this time he comes, and they're like, hey, just let us touch your robe. Just, just, if we could touch the, the hem on your jeans, if we could just touch right there, we'll be healed. And everybody that touched the hem of his robe was healed. Now that's power. The point is, every one of those people that experienced that power, what happened? How peaceful was the guy that didn't have demons anymore? How's the guy that didn't have the arm and then, whoa, hey, woohoo? <laughs> How much peace would flood over you if you were the recipient of a miracle? 
I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You are God. Jesus' peace provides rest for my soul. There's so much more I want to say, but i got to keep going. So ask God to fill you with his spirit bringing power. So I, I said, ask God to forgive you bringing peace. Ask God to fill you bringing power. Forgive me, peace. Fill me, 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 power. It's just a cycle. And you know what? You know, making that happen, that wheel turn. You know what's making that wheel turn in my life? Yes. Faith, yes. Faith is very intangible. Like, I have faith. Can you see it? No, but I can do something tangible. I can pray. Prayer is faith in action. Think about it now. I'm basically admitting, God, I need you. I trust you. I love you. I know you love me. And all of that, when you pray in the Spirit, you don't know what you're praying? That's ultimate. It's like, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But I just trust you, God. You're doing it. Peace power, peace power, peace power, peace power, peace power. And prayer is turning that. Prayer is the crank. Turning that thing. So here's the last thing I'll say. Jesus' power and peace came through prayer, and they come through prayer. They did come to him through prayer, and they come to you through prayer. So, let me just show you that, chapter 14, quick, and then we'll be done. i got to shorten this up. Verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountain by himself to... You don't even have to read it. You can guess. To pray. When evening came, he was there alone. What? Praying. He's been praying for a while now. But the boat, by this time, was a long way away. He's been praying for a while. From the land, beaten by the waves and the wind against them. In the fourth watch, he's been praying almost all night. He's been praying a while. He's turning the crank. There's going to be more power tomorrow. going to be more peace in people's lives tomorrow. I'm turning the crank. And if Jesus needed to do that when he was here, then we need to do that too. Right? I mean, I want to be a disciple of his. He's turning the crank. And on the fourth hour of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Well, that's power. But when the disciples saw him walking there, they were terrified. That's fear. Now let me put this slide up. It was at the beginning. You want to know what? Unbelief and fear are the enemies of power and peace. Unbelief and fear. If you have that in your life, then you probably don't have power and peace. It's one or the other. Right? If you're focused on what you don't believe... Faith and power are gone. If, 
if you focus on fear, oh man, <gasps> then you have no peace. You see it? I'm trying to make it so clear today. Right? So unbelief and fear are the enemies of power and peace. Okay, now I'm back. Um, so it says he's walking on the sea, but the disciples were terrified. It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, guess what? Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Maslow just said it. Peace. Shalom. Thank you, Maslow just said shalom. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you. I like to emphasize that if. Like, come on, bro. Didn't you feel the peace in your heart when he spoke? If it's you, command me to come to you on the water. I think Peter just wanted to go for a joyride. Uh, he came and he said, I think God's showing us something. He's showing us that Jesus doesn't have the power alone. He shares the power with us. Good word today, Eric. That was, that was dynamite. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat. How crazy would that be? Getting in the boat is crazy. I'll follow God anywhere, right? I'll get out of the boat. What? That's nuts. That's crazy stuff. I don't know what he's doing. And he walked on water, and he came to Jesus. So he's like, by Jesus. Walked all the way from the boat to Jesus. How far away would he have to be for them to think he was a ghost? He walked all the way to Jesus, right? And then what? Once we get to Jesus, what do we do? Yeah, we kind of look around like, hey, I'm with Jesus. This is cool. Now what? <laughs> we just look around. We're like, hey, the world's crazy cool. Yeah. Like, keep your eyes on Jesus, bro. Keep your eyes on Jesus, sis. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Because he takes his eyes off Jesus, he's like, but when he saw the wind, how did he see the wind? He took his eyes off Jesus. He was afraid. Well, imagine that. I'm looking at Jesus. I got power and peace. And I look around in the world and I got what? Fear. And unbelief. That's pretty normal. That's, that's par for the course. And beginning to sink, he cried out. This is another great prayer you should pray today. Lord, save me. God, save me. I need you, God. I don't know why I'm looking up there. He's right here. Right? He just looked him right in the eye. Can you see him? <laughs> Peter's going down. He's like, ah! Save me, Lord! And that's how I feel some days. I'm going down. Why? I got my eyes off Jesus and onto the world. And the stress of it all is... Save me, Lord! That's what we do. That's what we do. When we take our eyes off him, we're coming back. We're save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him, saying to you, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, if Jesus is saying this to his disciples, and you're a disciple of his, or maybe you want to be, why do we doubt, guys? Why do we doubt? I mean, just why not choose faith? Why not go, oh man, I got fired. 
but God has something better, I guess, because now if you got fired because you're a dork, like that's another story. That's just like let's just get that on the table. Like if you did something stupid, there you might have to pay the consequences, all right? But if like you got fired and you're like, I don't know, what's going on? Working hard. Then can we just roll with that? Can we just be like, okay, God, I'm gonna choose to believe that you have something better, that you're moving me somewhere else, and I'm okay. Teach me. Teach me. All right, I gotta keep going. Okay. So he reached out his hand, he took him, he said, why do you not have faith and doubt and what's all this? And when they got into the boat, now that must have been a moment, the climbing into the boat. Now, now the wind hasn't stopped yet, the climbing into the boat. (laughs) Almost there! You got a ladder? When they got in the boat, all right, what happened? The wind ceased. Peace. And those who, who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God, which means Jesus is God. And they knew it. Now, I don't know if you know it, but if you know it, <laughs> let it wash over you. Jesus is God. And Jesus died for your sins. God has forgiven you. He's made you clean. You are free. You can leave here with a lot of faith, power, and a lot of rest in your spirit, peace. And you know what? When you leave here and you feel that, it's great. But now go home and turn the crank. Right? Don't just wait till next Sunday. Well, next Sunday I'll get all pepped up again. It'll be great. Let's go. It's like, turn the crank, man. Talk to your father. He loves you. Talk to Jesus. He loves you. Talk to the Holy Spirit. He's right there with you, but he loves you. Turn the crank. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing, (laughs) amazing word of God. It's so awesome. Thank you, God. All right. Because people matter, God reconciles. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions to close, okay? Here it is. You've got to think now. Slow down, professor. I'm just trying to take it all in. You've got to think now. Just think. Just pack it all up. Just think. Do you see the power and the peace of God in your life? Do you see it in your life? Where? Where do you see the power and the peace of God in your life? Do you see it? It should be tangible. It should be real. You should feel it. You should be able to touch it. You should be able to say, I see it and I hear it. Sometimes I see it in my prayer. But you'll see it in other ways too. Would you like to see the power more power, and more peace in your life. I'm like this. Like, I'm just like, yep! Come on! I'm in! That's my response to that. You can do whatever Minnesota thing you want to do. Right? That's cool. I don't care. But I'm like, yes, I want more power! Yes, I want more peace! Yes, I'm going to pray more this week! Yes, yes! That's where I'm at. 
Okay, would you like to see more power and more peace in your life? All right, there's two things I'm going to ask you to do. Maybe close your eyes so you're just kind of like by yourself now with God. He's right there with you. I want you to pray and ask God to forgive you because Jesus paid the penalty, right? Ask God to forgive you because of Jesus bringing you peace today. Maybe this will be the first time you've ever had that wave of peace over you. That'd be great. Pray right now and ask God, forgive me. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, forgive me. And that'll bring you peace. Bring me peace, God. Okay, second thing. Pray right now. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Bringing me power. Right? To do the things you want me to do. I'm going to leave you there. You pray those prayers. Pray, asking God to forgive you because of Jesus, bringing peace. Pray, asking God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, bringing you power.